0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Force Podcast. It's uh, Cody and Austin. Today are talking about programming again, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into the weeds behind our thoughts on programming, mostly like Austin's thoughts on programming, and let him share some of his, his insights and education um, with what he's learned with his experience thus far. <laughs> um, and it's going to really just be like a kind of a conversation that we have about programming in regards to CrossFit and um, how that Applies to different populations, whether it's like um, the average crossfit crossfitter that comes in that wants to, you know, work on their health and fitness and feel better, lose weight, stay healthy for a long time, um, and then how that programming concept will apply to people that want to be more competitive in the sport of CrossFit, um, which is contrary to popular contrary to popular belief, that's like a minority in this industry. Um, I'll say, you know, owning a gym for five years. 99 out of a hundred people I meet are just wanting to get better. Just generally physically fitter where a smaller amount is like, okay, I'm going to make this like a, a thing that I'm going to pursue as a sport. Um, so we'll talk about both because there is value in both. And it's interesting to talk about. Um, and the first thing that we're going to start with is wh- what is CrossFit and Austin just put it really well
1: a second ago. So Austin, what do you, what would you say CrossFit is? Uh, CrossFit is constantly varied, so we're always doing something different. With most strength conditioning programs, you have a a set uh, workout that you're doing. You have a regiment that you go in. Um, very similarly, I, like when we were bodybuilding, you would go in, you do your um, your macro movements or your uh, back thighs, bro. Back eyes, <laughs> So you might start off with you know, like you have a leg day and it's back squats, so you're hitting your complex muscle groups, and then you work into your uh, isolation exercises, Mm -hmm. so you're breaking down the muscle from the big to the minor. Um, With CrossFit, we don't do that necessarily. They're all complex, um, multiple muscle groups every day, really focusing on just moving as you would from the day-to-day, and not hitting backs and bys and legs, and uh, tries pies and things like that. So. Right. Like compound um, multi joint exercises Yes, Constantly varied functional movement stuff that we do every day. And that just goes into what we talked about. Like I'm not going to do a bicep curl, um, very often. And that's not going to really create the intensity or the, um, calorie burn or any of that that I want. And a short period of time. And that's great to do. I, I don't disagree with doing bicep curls, but just doing them in an hour-long class um, is it? It's like a value proposition. Beneficial. Right? Now it's fun to throw them in there. Sure, yeah. everyone wants to get by biceps, but is it the most benefit that we're going to get in that hour? Probably not. Um, so, constantly varied functional movement, performed at high intensity. So the high intensity is just because we've got an hour in a class typically. So you have got to keep the heart rate elevated. Um, you've got, if you come to class four days a week, five days a week, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got five hours in that whole week that you're working out. How many hours in a week are there? 168. Right, so we have to, instead of doing volume, focus on our intensity for the hour. So Constantly varied functional movement from the high intensity um, across broad time, so different, uh, different intervals, different, um, anything from short, short, medium, long, even longer. And uh, what's the last one? Time and modal domains. Time and modal domains. Um, so, working on gymnastics, weightlifting, couple um, of triple singlets, uh, chippers. Um, really trying to incorporate as many movements as possible, as many different combinations to achieve the best desired result. Yep. So, that is CrossFit. For sure. Yep.
0: No doubt about it. You get to touch on all the energy systems and the different movements that we want to get better and see translation to life makes yeah. life a little easier.
1: So our, I guess our question was really, like, how does CrossFit over the past five years, say someone coming for five years, yeah. how do they look now five years later versus mm-hmm. when they started? Like what were their goals? Like what are some goals that you saw yeah. when you came in with most of your members and where have they achieved those goals and if not, why?
0: Yeah. Great question. So I would say that the majority of the people that come into the office and sit down for like a consultation because no one just comes in the gym and says, like, Hey, I want to work out. And we say, okay, cool. Go to class. That's never the onboarding process. It's you come in, you know, start with, the, with a no sweat intro. So it's like a free consultation. And we talk about, you know, who are you, where are you from? What are your goals? What's important to you? Why does that matter? have you tried heavy have you done this before? Do you have any injuries? Like the last time you tried this, why didn't it work? Because most people have tried to lose weight before most people have come in their goals to lose weight. So an arbitrary number would be, you know, nine out of 10 people that come to the gym, they're sedentary, they're inactive. So those are the same thing, but their diet's not great. Like they have a career, you know, usually they're either freshly into their career or they're, you know, 10, 15 years in and they have a family and they're realizing that their their health is in shambles. Um, So if you think about that, like the fitness or the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, most people that come in are in between like sickness and wellness. Like they're not in a good place. Um, like I wouldn't even call them well, much less fit. So usually they come in and like, hey, I, I really need to lose 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds. Um, I don't know how. I've tried in the past. It's never worked. Nothing's ever stuck. I've tried boot camp. I've tried personal trainers. I've tried Planet Fitness. And I just, it doesn't work. You know, I've tried crazy diet plans. So those are most people that come in. And then sometimes, you know, we'll get someone that comes in, that's in pretty good shape. They like to work out, they value working out. And, uh, but again, usually like they're fresh out of college, they're, you know, they just bought a house in the area. Like they're starting adult life and they want to find a way to maintain working out. And typically they're just kind of bored with the conventional bodybuilding style. I'm going to go to the gym and spend two and a half hours doing isolated exercises and working on my backs and bys or my, you know, quads and hamstrings. Um, your chest and triceps. So they, have gotten bored of that it's been a while and they've, they want to, they want try something new and that's much less frequent, but they still, you know, we still meet them. Um, and then the second part of your question would be like people that come for five years. Well, first of all, that's unfortunately not as common as I'd like it to be. Like Most people, if they can make it past six months, they'll make it to a year. If they make it to a year, unless something like it happens, like they move, like they're going to stay with it for a long time. But a lot of people have a hard time making it past a year um, for a a variety of reasons. But I would say the reason that most people don't accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish, the biggest one is a lack of consistency. You know, they'll come in with really good intentions. You know, they want to shoot for the moon. But once that excitement wears off and the burden of life sets in, like, you know, they're coming in once, twice, maybe three times a week, and then we know that's not enough to create life change. I mean, that's why we have, you know, Lauren as the client success manager, like her main responsibilities to help us keep on top of client attendance and like make sure they're coming in because they have to be here to get the results they want. so the biggest one is attendance and consistency, consistency in the gym and obviously outside of the gym, which lays me up or kind of sets me up for the second problem. I see a lot, but the second reason people don't really find success long-term is usually it's, um, if, if, it, if they're not consistent or if they're consistent, they're going to the gym, oftentimes something will happen. Like they'll have like, a, some kind of an injury, like an injury being, my definition of an injury is like something traumatic that happens that a muscle or a joint, goes through like a traumatic injury. And like, there's a problem, like it's a torn, it's inhibiting, it's, inhibiting yeah. it's a torn, you know, torn issue. Like they, they break something like that's an injury, but a lot of people will, you know, because they're moving their body again for the first time in five, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. in a dynamic way, they start getting little aggravations and things that flare up, which inherently comes with exercise right. and movement. Like, Inflammation isn't bad. No, and and little things that are nagging and bothersome. Like I don't know of a program that you can do exercise wise that you're not going to have some kind of risk involved. Right. Nothing without risk is worth doing. Right. Right. Um, So I'll see one of those two. It's like okay, you're not coming enough, or you're coming enough. Now we're six, seven, eight months in, and now this thing hurts and it's bothering you, and then that. Gets in the way of the motivation. It stops your momentum, because the momentum stops and the motivation stops because of the pain that we're trying to deal with. Well, now it it just brings us back to the first problem, which is okay, you're not coming often enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the challenge, or that's what I see kind of gets away from most people. I think that if people would can come often, and if people can get through that challenging part where okay something's bothering you, let's figure out what it is and work through it, which is one of the things that CrossFit Preachers is, you know, scaling, like, Hey, we're going to scale scaling. Isn't a bad word. Everyone has things that become bothersome. We just have to work through it and fix it. Um, and the problem is like, that doesn't take a few days or a week or two. Like that might take a month or two months or three months or more. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a, if it's a major thing, uh, but the, what's interesting is like the alternative is you do nothing or maybe you go try something else like a fitness program, but I don't believe that, there's any fitness program out there that's like, you're not going to run into the same problem. Yeah. Eventually.
1: It's like, um, I kind of see it as like a fat, fat diet and yeah. it's like my, like, I, I'm not calling one out, but friends, family will try a new thing. Like the big thing right now is a like keto yeah. um, and keto diet, like specifically it was made for diabetics. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole reason. But now we have a large percentage of the population doing keto Yeah, to, to lose weight. Yep, and There's nothing wrong with that. but it's a fat diet. Eventually something else will come out and mm-hmm. it'll change again. Yeah, for sure. So I don't predict it. Yeah. I mean, so like diet's one example. We won't even go into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's a different um, podcast. Different podcast. But for today, like what I'm hearing is, um, one, people don't have a high attendance. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they are injured. Um, injured being like anything from like major tears in the body knees. Which I see happen very,
0: very, very, very rarely. Like that is the, that's the 1% of injuries. Most often it's like, okay, my knee hurts, my wrist hurts, my elbow hurts, my shoulder hurts. And whether that's inflammation or it is like a strain or it's an imbalance that's presenting itself after three to six months or prior injury. Yeah. yeah, Like a prior injury coming into play that they had in high school playing sports. And it's like, okay, well, that's and that kind of brings me back to the thing I said earlier, which is like if the nutrition or the alcohol consumption with the consistency isn't great, like oftentimes I believe that those things will be inflammatory,
1: yeah. Habits, we'll step into that. So, like, why do people not recover? You mentioned alcohol, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, alcohol
0: is one, alcohol is a big one, you know, processed foods are big ones. to the processed foods that are going to promote and maintain levels of inflammation in your body frequently, um, a lack of sleep. Like we talked, we were talking earlier before the podcast about like that idea of the trying to fill a glass, right? You fill the glass with big rocks mm-hmm. that takes a lot of space and then you can add small pebbles and rocks to fill the rest of the space, right? It's more space, right. but then there's also room then for sand. You can so see, you can pour some sand in there to fill with more space and volume. And then finally you can add a water to the glass. And now the glass is completely full, okay. you know, and. I think that a lot of people don't put enough value in the big rocks, which from my perspective would be exercising, nutrition, hydration, sleeping, because it's not the sexy stuff. It's not the stuff that's like put in your face every day on social media Mm -hmm. or the internet. So it doesn't sound sexy, but it's really easy to get distracted by the grains of sand and ignore the big rocks Mm -hmm. that make the most impact. Um, I mean, I know I'm guilty of all the time in other parts of my life, but I, I believe that like, to do something physically demanding that is going to give you the kind of results that you want, which if you like to lose 30 to 50 pounds of body fat or to have like visible muscle density, like you don't just walk into that. That doesn't just happen. Like you don't, you're not entitled to that. Like your body's not going to just get that in an heartbeat. Like it takes right. work right. And it takes work over a long time mm-hmm. to yield that adaptation. Right. So, to expect that kind of change in your body, it's like you've got to be, it takes work to, in your nutrition, and your sleep, and your hydration. And we're not saying like drink a gallon of water every day, sleep 10 hours a night, it's like, but you got to get at
1: least seven hours of sleep at night. Well, let's, let's break that down. Okay, right? So let's use your example. So you've got a, you've got a glass of water, or a glass, empty mm-hmm. glass, empty jar, and you fill it up with rocks. So if someone off the street, you're explaining this to them. Mm -hmm. They come in and you say, okay, well, we want to get you from a empty glass Mm -hmm. to a completely full glass Mm -hmm. and that process. How does that look? So the big rocks you mentioned were programming Mm -hmm. things. So it's like what they do every single day, their workouts, their workouts, their exercise or activity, right? I think sands, the next portion filling up the glass with sand filling up the cracks and crevices.
0: Oh, so it's like Um, big rocks, smaller rocks, sand, sand, water, so like
1: big rocks. Maybe it's, maybe you arguably do through the nutrition
0: workouts, workouts nutrition, sleep,
1: hydration, could be interchangeable. Uh, the sand might be the recovery process too. Like, I guess you could swap any of them
0: out. Yeah. I would say like the, I would like mobility and stretching in like the bigger, smaller, like moderate rocks Yeah, because it's something that if you don't do it, like eventually right. something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. But then like you're saying sand with some recovery protocols, like absolutely. I mean, you think about, focusing on like, um, supplements or, you know, like these not gimmicky things, but just things that seem enticing. You can grab on to grab onto, but they're not going to move the needle for you. Um, not really, not a lot, not a lot at all. Um, and that, those are the things that are like almost distractions. Right. So try, trying to help people focus on the big rocks that you've mentioned and keep them from the distractions. Right or especially when you focus on the distractions, but you don't have the big rocks in order, mm-hmm. that's, I believe a big reason that people won't see long-term
1: success when, when it comes to their health and fitness, whatever they're trying to do. So, so my goal is to get people in here, goal one, mm-hmm. and work out, start moving, not really changing anything about their day to day yet. For sure. The second part is changing up nutrition, mm-hmm. right? After that, I'm hearing we're really going to focus on the recovery mm-hmm. even more. Like if you're not seeing, I think a lot of CrossFitters, or just people in general, that are focused on their program. Um, even people that have been here for a few years, what sure. does their recovery look like? Right. And you mentioned alcohol, sleep, mm-hmm. um, eating, be honest, eating high alcohol in the beginning, but um, what is your stretching mobility sessions look like? What are your, Do you take CPD cream, do you um, go to see a chiropractor? Get needling done. Like, what is your recovery process like? Yep. Are you meditating? Whatever it is. And then the water, mm-hmm. or the final step is what I see is a 1% to 2% that's going to move the needle. It's mm-hmm. so like your vitamins, your supplements, your, right. which I think a lot of people will put at Oof. the big rocks. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you see like the thousand dollars spent yeah. um, from the gym new gym member on um, pre workouts and, mm-hmm. and uh, BCAs and right. proteins and all good things but like it's very, very so micro like, it's like uh yeah we're like
0: trying to prioritize um, a paper
1: cut when you have like a gunshot wound in it. yeah it's not you can't put a butterfly uh, bandage, bandage over it. on it it's yeah. not gonna help you that much right No, not in reality yeah. Yeah. that's good
0: so when you think about makeup, kind of course correction now because that, that could be a podcast all by itself But I do believe that those are some reasons that people don't see long term success, and that's not a simple statement or a simple solution. Like it's dynamic; it's everyone's going to be is a different problem that they need solving. But fundamentally, those are things that I see a lot. Um, So then, when we come back to like programming for most people, like GPP, like they just need general physical preparedness and fitness. They need to be fit, and they need to do things they're going to give their body a stressor that demands that adaptation, which is gonna be less body fat, more muscle mass, more endurance, more power, more flexibility, more stamina and better coordination and X, Y, Z. Now, when you're programming, right? Um, I know that you've told you me some of your goals or some of your really big goals are to do things that are gonna promote people seeing progress and getting wins and getting better regularly. Mm. That's huge, right? Yeah. So what is your perspective on things like General programming versus specific programming versus like a more general specific approach, which is what you take whenever you write programming.
1: Yeah, so um, you get to start with the client. Mm-hmm. So what does the client need? What does the client want? Uh, those two kind of correlate with each other. Right. Uh, Setting goals? Like it doesn't make sense if someone comes in here and says they want to be stronger, they want a 300 pound um, back squat, mm-hmm. 300 pound bench press, 300 pound deadlift. Now, those numbers are skewed but like it should always stagger sure. But if that's their goal um, it doesn't make sense for me to go make them a really good runner right because that's not their goal we know that like in a few weeks if they don't see that they're working towards the goal then they're gonna end up leaving go um, to find somewhere else that will do give them what they want for sure um, but yeah. we also have to prescribe something to, for them that we can't be so biased on the Strict portion that we neglect other aspects. Yeah, that's the specificity so, side, right? That's the specificity. Yeah. So um, that's that's what CrossFit is essentially. Like when we specify in one area, we lack in another.
0: And that's that's like that's the warning sign. Is like that's why we push variance so much because you know when you have too much specificity, increase injury, increase injuries, and yeah. you don't see full fitness gains. Like the things that you neglect are your biggest opportunity for overall
1: improvement. All right, fundamentally. There is a lot of carryover to, um, you know, doing oh, yeah. doing a lot of like today. It might have been uh, like power snatches. Mm-hmm. Like there is some carryover to maybe not ton, overall dude. one rep max, but like definitely hamstring strength, yeah. and, hamstring and, and endurance, endurance and strength, and hip extension uh, power, and yeah. yeah, upper back strength pulling. Right. You know, pressing. Yeah, yeah there is all kinds of midline cool. stability. So even though we not might we not mean not be working on one rep max deadlifts three to four days a week, sure. we are having some carryover. Yeah, exactly you. Uh, yeah, exactly. These so your chain. when we see that, it's taken into account over the overall programming. So back to members, um, member success is kind of something we like to see because it you know, gives you a win, makes you encourage, wants to keep coming.
0: One thing that I think that, we're, that we, were, we were discussing earlier that's important people know is accountability, to, uh, not accountability, motivation, doesn't really come until you start seeing progress, like progress, success, wins, those have to pre those, those have to precede long term motivation because motivation is fleeting and everyone that comes in and signs this, they're motivated. But if they don't, like you said, if they don't get wins and see wins and progress yeah. fast, like that motivation's gone, um,
1: quick and,
0: but wins help maintain the motivation.
1: Right. And it's like, how long is that window? Like you're motivated. That's a good question. Coming in, and then how long is it before you are so burnt that you can't pick up on an anything mm-hmm. else? And maybe for a new person, it might be six weeks. Yeah. Let's just throw six yeah, weeks out there. Sure. Um, they come in, they're really motivated, they're really dedicated for six to eight weeks, and then they start to fizzle out. Yep. Okay, so at that point, hopefully, we get them a win. We know from new people working out the first time they have a lot of wins. Yeah. Cross has got a lot of movements. They yep. can learn a lot of different things. A lot like of technical. adaptation early on. So, like, that's a cool thing that we get to do is we get to see wins with like new movement learning, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, as you progress in your, in your working out career, those wins become less and far yep. between. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure now, like, a five pound uh, max for you on a, a lift is, is extraordinary. It's a big deal. I pay a lot of good money for that. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> for new members, it's 30, 30 40 pounds. 40 pounds. pounds. Because their is, body's learning so much, exactly. adapting so much. Yeah. So it's strength and coordination and flexibility. Movement patterns and patterns. everything. Just getting more uh, familiar with their body and the exercises. So the cool thing is, is as we progress that, that period of discipline. So you're motivated on one through week one through two and you get your win in week eight. Yeah, You've got four to six weeks in there where you have to stay disciplined. Yeah order to see that you got to stay on path to get to the, you know, the first goalpost or the first finished one, right. right. And then maybe uh, a couple months down the road, that window expands from four to six weeks to yep. eight to 12 weeks. Yep. Um, yeah. stopping. That's it's, 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 it's a great point. Like there's a certain point where it's just like
0: you fundamentally believe in what it is you're doing and that's going to be effective. Right. And it's like, once you get there, like, cause like, you know, if, where we're at, like if I got, if I never got a PR again, yeah, it would suck, but I'd probably, I would never not do CrossFit. Right. But it's like, and there's plenty of people here that, like, you know, they might get a PR once or twice a year because they've been doing this for so long. But to get to that point where you just, like, know it's, like, such a part of your life and you know the program has done so much for you that you just believe in it and trust it and it's, it's what you do, like, that part of your identity, like, to get there is the challenge. because like once you can get there, life is just different for you. Right. But to cross that bridge...
1: I think you put it well. It's just discipline, and like we have a lot. Of, we have a few members now at the gym that are in that window. Like they're going to keep them CrossFit despite mm-hmm. what happens, despite yeah. the winds. Um, obviously, they're fun, but then we're like really focusing on people getting started, um, new people, yeah. uh, people who just onboarded um, in the past like eight months, a yeah. uh, year. This is for you guys, and um, I think the specifics I want to get into is how can we help you guys create those goals? Mm-hmm. So like for a few people, it might be um, accomplishing a pull-up. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've heard a lot of, um, especially the females um, want their first trip pull-up. Totally. And that's something that we put into programming very specifically and strategically uh, because we want to give you that win. A lot of people even that aren't new, have yet to accomplish their first. Yeah, hold
0: strip, hold strip, everyone's stripped.
1: Um, so that was, that was an example. Um, hearing things like, I want to increase my strength, so like we incorporate strength programming. Um, so, right now in this specific season of programming, run, we're actually retesting a lot of these um, to see where we are and then to see where we can readjust. Um, so hopefully, right now we're in that eight-week period for new people where they're actually starting to see um, the progress. Now, a lot of people will jump in at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a few members, probably like five, five or so, come in in the past three weeks, four weeks, past like four or six. Or six yeah. yeah, four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So they're jumping at the tail end of things. Sure. So they've already retested. They're mm-hmm. probably tested again. Yeah. Probably won't be a lot better, but. Um, yeah, that would be the general specific side of things that we look for. We're looking for what we can help clients succeed in.
0: Yeah. It's like create that. So when you think when like, like CrossFit programming, and like the template model of like, you know, you, you want to, it's, it's interesting because like you said, like we, we have to, we want to stay general and keep the GPP concept. Right. But at the same time, when we do have specific areas that we hear clients want to get better in and improve in and we take that feedback or, or we do retest and we start to see like, okay, we're good here but there's a general deficiency here. Like that's where this general specific concept comes into play because now we can use specificity to target general deficiencies right. without martyring the overall GPP right. for the sake of those specificities. Because if you start to hyper focus on one specificity right. you'll start to lose out on the strength that you have. Mm-hmm. And like over and like which is, this is an interesting concept. is like if you spend too much time on your weaknesses and you don't do enough stuff that's fun, it starts to take, become like really like dread training, yeah. Of so, trying to, and you know, I think you're doing a really good job like balancing this combination of like attacking weaknesses and like getting better at what people want to work on, mm-hmm. but not drowning them in Specific. specifics that they're not good at so much that they don't get a chance to do the things right. they like, right? You know, and that's a really hard scale to balance, but you're, you're doing a good job with it. And I think a lot of people can get trapped by this on, on both sides, Yeah, you know, like too yeah. much work on weaknesses and too much work on the fun stuff. If you don't, if you don't have a balance, it's, um,
1: That's, I think it's, funny it's not going to be good. Like if you program for yourself, it's, r I'm um, biased. Oh yeah. It's so, yeah. Good to, it's so easy to bias for toward your oh, strengths. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember one year when I was learning programming and I started programming for myself, it was like, I avoided thrusters for an entire year. Mm. That's for so much. How'd people, that work out? It'd be amazing. It was great. I, I loved it. I was really happy. We never do thrusters <laughs> for the whole year, but then the open came around, we had our tests. Yeah. Of course there were thrusters of course. and I got pitted. Yep. So it just depends. Um, so like being general specific, what are you being specific in? You being specific in your strengths, you are being specific in your weaknesses, yeah. um, and then specific, specific, mm-hmm. we're only working on what we're weak on right. or only what we're strong in. Right. And nothing else. Right. Um, like there was a program I did where I took a period to only work on weightlifting mm-hmm. because I was really bad at weightlifting. But in the process of doing that, I did get better at weightlifting, but I didn't work on anything else. Right. So everything that I was strong at was now a weakness. Mm-hmm. So I like just flip flopped. Just flip flopped. Yeah. So instead we go through general specific. That's yeah. the reason for what we do. And then I think a lot of gyms I see is general, general. It's like, we just go in, throw up a, a workout on the board, and we do it together. Right. And there is there is some valid validity to that. I think just moving and moving together is great. Um, I think that you're going to see fitness gains from that. But I think for those veterans, they've been here a long time, or those people that are looking for specific wins, mm-hmm. it's going to take them a long time, and they may never get to the point where they're doing a strict pull-up. Right. If we're only doing banded pull-ups for so long, or doing yeah. pull-ups. Yep. Like, there's not enough intensity. There's not enough, um, hyper-focus on, on one specific skill to ever get good at it. Like if we throw in double unders once a month because someone wants to get better at double unders, I can guarantee you that you probably won't get double unders for probably two years. Yeah,
0: for so, sure. Right.
1: If you only work on it once a month for yeah. two years. And it's like, and, yeah, I agree. Cause it's like, that leaves it up
0: to the client to spend time after before class to work on those skills. And like you just said, if someone programs, if, like if a gym's programming double unders or streak pull up work once a month, it's just not enough exposure to get adaptation. Right. And if it's really easy to get lost in making up, because what you're describing is a random workout versus varied. Yeah. And it's really totally easy to like, it's really easy to lean into random and call it varied because mm-hmm. it's like an excuse. Yeah. You know, but if you're not l- reflecting back on the last, you know, two like one to two to four to six to eight weeks of workouts and programming and then observing where you were under like where we were under programming movements and then making up for that mm-hmm. or you're not retesting often, there's no accountability. Right. And it's really easy to just stay random as opposed to varied. And the goal should be varied, not random. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think a lot of gyms it's it's really easy to get caught in that trap of just random is variance and it's not mm-hmm. random is random.
1: So like when you see that general specific, you get past that discipline phase into mm-hmm. your first win, second win, and you do that a couple of months at a time, not only you start to see it, but your friends start to see it. Right. Right. So how does that play into like member retention rates as well as, um, let's see, what else? Member retention rates versus- Like, like growth? Growth, yeah. That's like, a good question. Weeks. Yeah. Like, how do we get more people in? Like they're telling their friends, their mm-hmm. friends are starting to see like changes. Hey man, your traps are getting bigger, <laughs> your legs are getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like hey girl, your butt's growing. Yeah, like, stuff like uh, that. Hey, what, are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like from a gym standpoint, like how does that? Happen?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, dude, like that's an interesting. Like my perspective has shifted a lot over the past. I mean, I've been, I've been a coach for eight years, but I've been an owner, an owner for five years. So my perspective shifted a lot is over that window of time where it's like early on, it's really easy to hyper-focus on like, okay, we want to get more members, more members, more members, new members. Like that's the focus. But the past couple of years, I've really had this like shift in my mindset. Like my priority is just keeping our members that we have and having more influence on their lives for a longer time and helping them more. And that is the most important thing. Like I could, I would much rather let our gym grow organically in a way that people that want to be a part of our gym, find us Mm -hmm. and just come, come in. And we spend all of our time and energy on our people that we already have making sure that they're reaching their max potential Mm -hmm. because when you like, you know, when you own a gym, it's not to make, make a lot of money it's to have influence on life. Like this is like an affiliate as your life's work. Mm -hmm. And if you're a coach CrossFit is your life's work. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do things with programming that help people see results and see progress and get better. Will help them justify the output and the effort they're putting into this workout program and stay with it for a long time. Like ideally forever, because it is a lifestyle program, whether you're in your twenties or thirties or your sixties or seventies, you know, the, the program is just going to look different based on where you're at. You know, so CrossFit for my grandma's not the same as CrossFit for me, but it's varied by degree. Right? So I would say that being able to use this like general specific program to help people make progress, get goals, get wins. The wins maintain the motivation, which maintains the attendance, which maintains the adaptation to the exercise program, which makes them fitter over a longer time. And it keeps moving them closer to that fitness side of the spectrum away from sickness. And then when they have a good experience, they're getting fitter they're a lot more likely to share their wins online or with their friends or people in their lives. So then if someone does want what they've accomplished, well, Hey, like come check out this gym, you know, come to bring your friend a week, come meet these people that are helping my life that get better and maybe they can help you too. Right. Um, whereas like stagnation, a lack of enthusiasm, or I mean, just as, or people getting burned out and, and hurt, and not liking The program is the opposite. Like they're going to leave and they're not going to invite their friends. Mm-hmm. And that's the priority we have to focus on is like how I keep people happy, healthy, and getting wins. You know, it's like an object in motion. How do you keep it in motion yeah. versus letting it get to rest and get stuck at rest, recovery, recovery, dude. I mean, it's a big part, bro. I mean, full circle, circle, but really it's one of those things that like, it's not a black and white. You can't just like give us someone an answer multifaceted, but Great. if it's not something that is taking up some, some attention, it's like there's consequences and that's what sucks. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I think we can keep going for probably another hour and a half if we wanted to, but I gotta, gotta, gotta get on a call, but I'm okay. sure we'll pick back up on it. Um, so awesome. What's our next cycle that we're gonna go into now? We're finishing up some testing.
1: Yeah. So. Um, Our next
0: general specific cycle.
1: General specific cycle. Uh, this one really focused on the legs. Um, just for some of you that, that have been in programming for a while or been going crossed for a while, probably didn't see exactly what you wanted to see quite yet. Um, keep keep at it. Or get that five pounds, eventually. <laughs> um, but it's really a lot of fun for, for the newbies. Um, next cycle is more specific on Upper body strength, upper body pulling, um, more of our kind of instead of our hypertrophy leg day we've done or our strength days with our legs, it would be more hypertrophy upper body, strength upper body, accessory upper body. Um, so you're going a lot more upper body stuff. That's just a, a, a time for us to deload on the legs, give us a time to, to re amp and, and go back into it. And the next day weeks. Some might say recover yeah (laughs) recover and uh, just give the legs a break so we don't have that injury Um, but also maintain what we've done so you're still going to see some heavy squats and heavy deadlifts and things like that yeah yeah
0: so upper body focus coming up
1: yeah yeah uh, i'd say more weightlifting um you'll probably see more gymnastic space more ring work more muscle ups strict pull-ups all that stuff
0: hell yeah I'm excited. So you're ready. Always ready. Thanks, dude. That's good.
1: See you guys in the gym.